from Ruakura North Otoko campus. It's great to have you with us. Most of you will know that we are celebrating a global legacy. And this month we are expecting for miracles in our own lives, but also in our community. 
We are already starting to hear about some stories of what God has done in people's lives, and it's super exciting. Yeah, come on. And if you're someone that has had a miracle in the month of June, then we want to hear about it. Head over to our church website, and under the events page, click Share Your Story. Or simply go to the info desk after the gathering. Some other exciting news is on the 4th of July, we are officially launching Tuaco as an Activate Church campus. Welcome to the family, Tuaco. We are a church who loves to roll up our sleeves and get into action. And so we are planning a CIA, a church in action, on Saturday, the 26th of June. This is a great opportunity to do some work on our new Activate Tuaco campus. And you can come along and help out with building, with painting, with gardening, with cleaning, or more. You don't need to be skilled in any of these areas. We just would appreciate all hands on deck. Love to see you there. To register, go to the Activate Church website, go to the events page, and click Church in Action for the registration link. That's all the notices for today. Yeah, come on. We declare a miracle to take place in your life over this month in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. What an exciting month. I signed up to do CAA because I really love painting. So if you're in charge of painting, I'm your man. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just stand and join us. (laughs) What was that? Woman. I am the woman. Yes. I'm your woman. <laughs> Lord, we, we're just so thankful that we are part of your kingdom, Lord, that you've done incredible work, not just in our church, but in our lives, in our community, in our nation, Lord, and we're just so thankful. Um, and we just come to you tonight, Lord, expectant, full of faith, as you continue to do what you do, Father, you provide miracles. You are um, the author of salvation, Lord. You are our healing Father, Lord. And um, we just come to you tonight, Lord, ready to encounter you, Father. We thank you, Lord.
to the feet of Jesus, everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. House of miracles. This is a house of miracles. There's resurrection. There's resurrection power.
Thank you, Jesus, that we can stand, that we can lift up your name. You know, some of the the most powerful moments you'll ever have in the presence of God are when you're worshipping unscripted. Like the words of the song are powerful. But when you're worshipping unscripted, in other words, what's in you starts to flow out. Because God's worthy to hear all that as it flows, as it just starts to bubble up from you. Now our God is a miracle working God. We're believing for miracles this month. And the way to release miracles is in praise. Faith rises as we praise. Faith rises as we worship. I don't know about you, but I'm believing for miracles of provision and for restoration and for healing and for time to change, time spans to change. I'm I'm expecting to hear, I've already heard of some miracles that have taken place in the last week, but I'm expecting to hear a lot. And I think the key to releasing miracles is in our praise, is in our worship. Can Can we play like the intro of that last song? Just the way you did it. And why don't you close your eyes wherever you are. Forget there's someone on your left and right because they're going to rip you off. Because you're going to be worried about them if you're thinking about them. Just close your eyes. Think about Jesus. The King of Kings. You're the only one in the room right now. So just slowly build the music. Why don't you start to worship right where you are.
God, not because of what you can do, but we worship you because of who you are. Yes, you're a God of miracles, but you are the one true and living God. You're the God who set us free, the one who made relationship available to us. And tonight we say thank you, thank you, thank you. your name. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of all Lords. There is none like you. None. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. You desire to connect with us. saying to me and there's a bunch of people who would really like to be set free in worship you know and it's almost like you're going boy I wish I could worship freely boy I wish I could worship like that and I feel that God would say tonight just do it until you get the breakthrough just do it just do it it's got to come out of you just do it right where you are just do it come on let's start to lift up a sound I'm not going to let it go for a bit sorry let's start to lift up a sound of praise and worship right where you are. Just do it. Come on, just do it. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of all honour. Worship to Without the music. Jesus, you're worthy of all honor, you're all praise, all glory. Whether we feel like it or not, you are worthy. You are worthy. We lift you up. We praise you. We honor you. We celebrate you. We thank you. We recognize you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy are you, Lord, God Almighty.
Jesus. We praise your name, Jesus. You're worthy of our praise. We lift up your name, Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up your name, Jesus. We celebrate you. We worship you. We honor you. We stand in awe of you, God. that you inhabit the praises of your people. Thank you for that old song. Praises the power of heaven. It's so true. It's power of praise. Father, I ask that tonight there's a breakthrough, there's a revelation for every person of the power of praise. haven't got the will to push through, give us the will to push through. As we praise you with the highest praises. The highest praises. Imagine if the loudest sound that ever came out of your mouth or body was when you were praising Jesus. Imagine that. The highest praises. Praise you, Jesus. God, we honour you. Come on, let yourself go a little. We honour you, Jesus. We praise you. We lift up your name. Celebrate you. Our glorious God. Celebrate you. good sometimes you just got to push yourself a little that's what praise is all about pushing ourselves a little hey um we are going to watch a video in just a moment which the team have put together they've done a phenomenal job and then straight after that Nam's going to come and speak to us and um before they come i, I do really want us to honor anna and Nam. they are an amazing couple and um you know, they, they've done things that so many people don't do. You talk to them, it's just like they keep saying yes to Jesus, but so many people don't do that. And when you look at their journey and where God's taken them from to where they are now is incredibly inspirational. I love watching other people being stretched. Yes, God, go God, get them God. 
But my goodness, when they stand up and start to talk about what God's doing in and through them, I pray that you hear the sound of the Spirit. And not only that, I, I pray that you hear the voice of God tapping you on the, or God tapping you on the shoulder. Going, you know, what could you do if you simply said yes? Where could you find yourself in 20 years' time if you simply said yes? What could be the story that you're telling? What would be the legacy you're leaving your grandkids by saying yes to Jesus? So we honour you guys, and I thank you for making yourselves available today. It's great to have you in the country for a little while. Yeah, let's lift, give them a great big hand. So we're looking forward to hearing you very, very shortly. But first, let's watch a video clip and you will learn some of what's happening with our global legacy. Today it is 27 years and you have never stopped supporting or praying for me. We have more than 200 staff working full time. We have more than 200 churches all over the country. We have a vision to plant 3000 churches in Bihar and we have a vision to plant 500 churches in the state of Odisha. So we're training Indonesians to go as missionaries to unreached people groups, particularly on the island of Sumatra. And that's where our heart and vision is. And we have teams in several different locations among some different people groups up there. At the moment, the majority of the world are not walking into church on a Sunday morning. And so our mission is to reach people in the comfort of their own homes, whether they're sitting in their lounge, looking at their cell phone on the school bus, watching TV, flicking through YouTube channels. over the years that that sense of we need to help those who have so little has kind of moved to how do we equip the church to do it because we started to see actually we want to see the church as the center of the solution my name is Wendy I'm reading a letter to the church on behalf of Andrew and his family because it is not safe for us to reveal his identity.
so we worked in, uh, in North East Thailand, the province of Konken, for 13 years, and during that time we planted uh, 10 churches and villages, mm. and uh, worked in, uh, in quite a few other villages that uh, we were unable to plant a church. The mission uh, that we've both been called to, uh, we both have a, had a passion and a desire to make disciples. Jesus said, go and uh, love people, love God, love people, and go and make disciples. I love New Zealand. But God's plan is, plan is different than our planning. So God sent me back. That time I wasn't prepared to be a pastor. But uh, God make it. I know in my journey, I always like to give up. And now, even in this situation, I really happy for God choose me. Uh, the biggest effect on us was that we ended up being separated physically for six months. When we've not been able to meet face to face with people, we've had to go on to Zoom, but we've discovered that we have people joining in some of the Discovery Bible studies, even some of the life groups that wouldn't be participating if we were in person. So it's it's helped us to work internationally in ways that we perhaps would have never imagined possible. We have a campus, so everybody's uh, in the center and pretty much locked down. We're very careful, obviously, with who comes in and out. We don't go out much, so we've had to adjust. And now we do evangelism using cell phones and the internet, and it's been quite successful. From last year, although the world is getting tough, we have been experiencing a great joy we are very much satisfied in Jesus Christ. We were gathering online for a while. After April 2020, we can meet face to face, which is very grateful. The life groups have grown and the discipleship is our focus. There's been a huge amount of people stuck at home and spending more time in television and social media than they would do normally. And so we've had an incredible opportunity with a much more captive audience to be able to present the gospel to people who wouldn't normally be receiving it. Yeah, we came back uh, before I have COVID. Cause we don't know what's going on, but we come back before that and seem like we are so lucky. <laughs> like. God help us out from the bad thing or not stop us to come back to New Zealand. We found ourselves moved <laughs> to a country. And so we temporarily live here um, uh, until we were able to uh, go back to Vietnam. But our ministry is still running uh, mm -hmm. and it's still expanding uh, in, in different ways. We're in the process of just creating heaps of materials around trauma. Obviously, just uh, the impact of COVID on India, Nepal, many of the countries where we work. 
just massive loss of pastors and lives and so uh, the church in, in large part is traumatized so mm -hmm. it's caused yeah. us to have to kind of refocus our efforts the media reports that you get is not really accurate unofficially the grassroots data tells us that at least 1 million fresh cases every day and about 10,000 to 12,000 deaths every day. For two months, we were not able to give salary for our missionaries. We just lost one of our missionary to COVID. So we are praying like never before. On the other hand, we know that every obstacle has an opportunity. So we stepped into media. Every day I'm doing two hours of teaching and the Tamil people from 30 countries are watching this program. We are doing relief work as much as we can for poor families and uh, the Lord is blessing our work. I used to have a pain at my lower back which has resulted in my pain on my right leg and it was very difficult to walk. I have experienced a miracle. During a discipleship course, all the members prayed for me and God healed me completely. And I have no pain since. I would like to take and show you that uh, when Pastor Sheridan was here, this house was almost falling down. And so we ended up tearing the whole thing down and rebuilding it in probably in another week. We're going to be able to move in here. We have seen relationship opportunities open up uh, within some of the gangs. People that I could never have uh, connected with without God setting it up. And then we've continued to have finance miracles where, you know, at, at one point it was looking like we couldn't afford to pay my wages. And I think within the next three weeks, we had three or four individuals give us, give us one-off $10,000 donations. Honestly, it, I, sometimes I scratch my head and go, this, our maths doesn't add up. Uh, this should not be working. The way we operate in this economy uh, with faith uh, is a scary business model, but somehow God just makes it work. We lost all our funding as an organization. So it was a time of major prayer and fasting, but we saw God turn up in amazing ways. We had people write to us and say, God's put it on our hearts. We want to send you uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. We had another organization that uh, said they found us in a book. Uh, they read a book and saw us and sent us another $100,000. There's like some old lady, they got pain on their leg. We just lay hand on her and just pray for her. The first time she not really know about God's power. It already like she been healed. And she don't know herself, it's got like God healed her. Oh, my leg is not so I been run around. And a lot of people like we lay hand on them. Everybody like God healed. The one thing for me would be uh, my uh, transition into a new role with One Mission Society. I'm the director of disciple making and it's an international role. So I just need wisdom. India is really going through battle. Even in the, in the past it was in the city. Now on these days, it's uh, in the villages. Many people affected by COVID-19. 
but we go through this battle and this time we also believe we will win god will make our make us hero like moses joshua and clave i would say pray for uh, more workers the nation is ripe for harvest people are living in all kinds of fear in the family front jesse is battling with uh, cancer and uh, we have done six rounds of chemotherapy and uh, still the process is on so we are believing god for a miracle there earlier this year we had a very very traumatic experience but we're coming just to the end of that we're very very grateful for that god's been extremely gracious to us but we still continue to uh covet your prayers to see this finished and to see everyone's heart released from the potential of bitterness or or unforgiveness from the event that happened but we really believe that god has told us to prepare for the fact that uh he wants us to be two three four times bigger than we are currently mm. and actually our structure wouldn't support such growth so we're trying to redesign ourselves now we're in the middle of producing a very challenging television series looking really deeply into how the love of god and the heart of god is outworking through some of the gangs around new zealand so prayer for financial favor relationship favor and continual breakthrough with uh, broadcasters as well picking up this content because we're, we're unashamable about the gospel it's the hope of salvation and we know that jesus can do things in people's lives that no other system could ever hope to achieve So I just want to say a huge thanks. Thank you so much. So we want to thank you for your giving. Thank you for helping us. Thank you very much, Activate Hamilton. Thank you, Activate. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for praying. Thank you for caring about us. It is kind of lift up mm. the burden, uh, <laughs> heavy burden in our lives so that we can focus on the work that God calls us to do. Thank you so much for your love. James, thank you to all of you. God bless. Wow, what a great God we serve. <clears throat> praise Him, praise Him. Good evening. Um, let me, okay, I need the time so that I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm so humble and privileged at the same time to be invited to speak about global mission. Um, I feel inadequate to speak about that because <clears throat> I know that God is the one who uses us and bring transformation to the people. And I'm here to testify to you about what he's doing. So first of all, I just want to Thank you uh, for supporting us for the last 20 years. Um, your giving and prayer and support really enable us to focus on uh, the work that God calls us to do. Uh, so June is our global legacy. Uh, and the phrase that you can see, local activities equal global legacy. All right? So... Uh, last week, Pastor Sharon already kicked off the 
the uh, series, and he, he laid out uh, to us a, the, the vision and the mission of our church in the next few years, in the, for the future, okay? Um, so, our God is a missional God. He is on the mission to reconcile, to redeem all things to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Okay? He is on the move. He is on the mission. Right after Jesus resurrected from the death, on the first day, he met with his disciples, and he gave them the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It said, All authority in heaven and on earth were given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you until the end of the age. Then, in his last 40 days on earth, at chapter 1, verse 3, Luke said, Jesus spent his last 40 days to speak about the kingdom of God. And do you, do you know what is Jesus' last word before he was taken up to heaven? Read Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And I want you to look at this verse. Verse chapter, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus called his disciple then, and he called us now to be on the mission. Every one of us, anyone confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior, you, the, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. And verse 8 said, you will be my witness. Everyone is called. If you are the Christian, you are called to mission. All right? There's, there's no, there's no uh, first class or second class Christian. We, we the same. We are the same class, okay? So if you are Christian, you are called. So then the calling is different from people to people. All right? Some, some people are called for global and some people for cause for local. But whatever it is, your part really matters. I just steal what... <laughs> your part really matters, whether, whether it's, it's local mission or global mission. Your part really matters. And, and you, we are called to be his witnesses, to, to go and be his witnesses, to make disciples. Do you realize that every time you are helping someone to know about Jesus or to speak, to make Jesus known, to, to help them know about he is love, he is grace, he is, 
He is powerful. He is the Son of God. He, he is everything. You are actually discipling that person. So even though they don't know Jesus yet, they, they haven't accepted Jesus yet, you are discipling them. You are on the mission. So your part really, really matters. But today, today, I, t- I will talk about global mission, okay? So we are called to go and be witnesses and make disciples. So the goal here is global in, in the context of global, okay? You go abroad, all right? <laughs> so um, let me tell you a, a story of my friend, uh, Andy. Uh, in 1997... Andy and a group of college students from the U.S. went to Vietnam, okay, for a mission trip for two months. And the team leaders in Vietnam who organize everything is very disorganized. So they didn't do what they planned to do. So one day they wander around in the park and um, they met a young man in the park playing soccer. And so they hang out with a young man and, you know, take him out for coffee and share the gospel to him and all that. That young man is Nam, is me. <laughs> you know, they, they share about, you know, Jesus and, you know. And at that time, I, I, I was a Buddhist. I, I, you know, come from a Buddhist family. And, and so I, I told them, you know, you have Jesus, I have Buddha. They all teach good things, so we are good. But they, they're, very, they're very patient with you and gracious to me and keep sharing. And uh, they gave me a, a Gideon Bible, a Vietnamese and English uh, Bible. Um, and so at that time, they said, if you have time, read it, you know. Uh, so at that time, I had insomnia, so I couldn't sleep. You know, I, I worry about, you know, what life, about school fee, how can I pay my rent, how can I pay for my food, everything. We don't have a student loan in Vietnam, by the way, <laughs> okay? So, uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't sleep, and uh, so that night I opened the scripture, the Bible, the first time in my life, and it's Matthew 6, when Jesus talked about one of the phrases he said, by worrying can you add an hour to your life? And I said, no. Actually, you shorten your life, not add it to your life. And he talked about the fact that the burn, the flower, that how much he care, so how much more that he care for you. But verse 33, chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all those things will be added, added to you. And so, and, and I, I closed the Bible, closed my eye, and I had the best lift, sleep I ever had. Wow. The best sleep I ever had. I prayed to Buddha. I prayed to my ancestor. I count the sheep. I, I mean, I eat what, everything that helped me to sleep. Nothing works. And the more that I read, the more I understand that 
I'm the sinner and I need Jesus to forgive me. And I need that relationship. And a um, couple of months later, um, I became Christian. Now, by the time, Andy, Andy and the friend left before I become a Christian. They all left. And they, they, don't, they didn't know that I became a Christian. And so 15 years later, 15 years later, thanks to um, the internet, Facebook, I reconnect with her. And I, I met her in this Washington, D.C. And I share about what God has done in my life and through my life. And she just cry and cry and cry and she praised God. And she said, we were so disappointed on that trip. We were so disappointed because we didn't do what we planned to do. Um, and this, we don't see any result. And we said, we're waiting our time. But we are uh, obedient to God's call to go to Vietnam. And we feel very strong about that. And we go and, and we don't see. And now... When I listened to your testimony, I said, wow, praise God. Praise God. She did her part. Her part really matters. She went because she responded to the calling of Jesus to say, go and make disciples of all nations. So if, if you want to go, talk to me and, and Anna. We have a lot of play that you, we can connect you to and, and you can go. There's, there's no short of, of work or, uh, or churches that you can be part of. But your part really matters. What is your part? What is your part? And remember, your part really matters. So that is the goal, okay? Now, I realize that not everyone can physically go abroad, okay? I, I recognize that. Okay? But it's still, you can impact global mission while you live here in Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you don't even leave the house because of the internet. You don't need to leave the house to impact the world. A couple of weeks ago, my friend in Vietnam, he has an English school, and he asked me, Nam, can you find me some people in New Zealand that can talk can speak English and talk to my student, and we were going to pay them. You, you, you understand? You can teach, you can talk, you can use the English, your na native tongue, to impact people. And people pay you for that. So you, actually, you can go that way, you know? Uh, but I, I know you, you can't go. Still, you can make the impact for global mission. How does that happen? Okay? If you, if you read the scripture, especially the, the letters, Paul's letters and all these apostles, we often think that, we often think about how much these apostles impacted the church. Right? His, their teaching, their, their example and everything. But you don't often think about how much the church impact their ministry. Have you ever thought about that? Actually, the church that Paul planted or his fellow workers planted really make a big impact 
to Paul ministry. To Paul ministry. And every single time, every single time that he write, he asked them to pray. To pray for his ministry, to pray for open door for the gospel, pray for uh, rescue. Often pray. And Paul called that is the partnership in the gospel. If, if you read the book of Philippians chapter 1, you will see that Paul thanks God for their partnership in the gospel. And, and, he, and he called, he said, you all, the Philippians, you all partaker of the grace. He, you, you understand? It's not just some leader in the Philippi church that Impact Paul. No, no, the whole church. They all partakers of the grace. And so that how local can impact global. By prayer. By by praying. And I tell you, we are so thankful for you that Activators has a group of people that pray for us every month. And the next uh, prayer group will be in our house on Thursday. Okay, so if you want to pray for us, please contact us. But, but do you know how much prayer impacts our life? And we need your prayer to sustain, to, to continue the work. And prayer is so essential. I remember uh, last year... Um, I had uh, malaria when I went to uh, Burundi. Uh, I had malaria. Anyone here has malaria before? Okay, nobody. Okay, <laughs> you don't understand how painful it is to have malaria. Your body is hot, but you feel so cold. It's cold come out of your bone. Okay, and and your head is like about to blow up. I mean, it it is horrible. It I can't express. How much, painful, how much pain it is. But it's so painful. And I have two days of training coming up. And the pastor from all over Burundi come. And so I said, wow, what can I do? So I asked Anna to send the prayer request to the group and said, please pray for them. Please pray for them. And so the, the, the first day, that day, that morning, I wake up, feel fresh. I said, oh, wow, that's strange. So I start my teaching, my training, one and, one and a half hours. And during the break, I collapse. I completely collapse on the table. I set my time, 15 minutes. I rise. I feel refreshed again. Continue teaching. Half, one and a half hour, collapse. I did that. For two days. I don't know how, but I know that God gave me the super, supernatural strength to endure all this pain to continue. And because of your prayer. Because of your prayer. After that, I went, I united with Anna in Kenya and, and I slept and I collapsed for a whole week. But that two days, 
the first the first two day of your malaria is the worst. Okay? And it's because of your prayer. Your prayer made different. You can participate in global mission by praying. Okay? Now, you know, uh, if you read Revelation chapter 8, when uh, Jesus opened the, the, seven, the seventh crow, and there was half an hour silent in heaven. You know, before that, you know, the angels, the elders, and everyone prayed, holy, holy, worthy is the Lamb. You know, thunders and everything. And, and half an hour, for half an hour, it's completely silent. Do you know what happened during that time? One of the angels bring out a golden censer. And he offer the incense to God with the prayer of the saint. God is so focused on our prayer that he said, silent, I need, I want to focus on this. I want to hear the prayer of Sharon. I want to hear the prayer of these people. The whole heaven was silent. So sometimes you wonder whether your prayer make any difference. Remember this passage. The whole heaven silent because God wants to focus and pay attention to your prayer. That's how you can participate and impact global mission. The second thing you can impact global mission is by giving. By giving. And I shared in the video, your giving, your support over the years really lift up our burden so that we can focus on the work that God calls us to do. We don't have to spend a lot of time going around and raise funds for our personal um, living. But because of your giving that enables us to do that, to focus on the work. And, and in chapter 4 of Philippians, um, Paul, he, I want you to read this. Chapter 4, verse 14 onward. It's really important about giving. Chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, 14. Yet it were kind of you to share my trouble, and you, Philippians, yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. Okay? So, you, this church... Now, by the way, this church is not planted by Paul. Okay? This church planted by one of his fellow workers. Okay? And, and yet, they support Paul. They pray for Paul. They give to Paul. And so, and he said, verse 16, even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. And Paul said, I'm not looking for, for gift. 
but I'm looking for the fruit that increase to your credit. And he said, I, I, I received full payment and more. I'm well supplied. I have received from, from Asperitus the gift that you sent. Now, what did he call the gift that they sent to Paul? A fragrant offering. A sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Paul said, he, he, didn't, say, he didn't consider this gift as just gift. It is a fragrant, fragrant offering to the Lord. A, a, a offering to the Lord. Wow. So when you give, you don't just give to mission. You give it to God. As your sacrifice, as your, the offering to God. And look at verse 19. I love this 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Jesus Christ. God is the one who provides for every need of us. And so, your giving, you can impact global mission by your giving. Your giving really enables us to continue the work that God called us to do. And the last one is encouragement. Oh, wait. By the way, let me share. There's so much so much need, so many need around the world. And, and just give you an example, in Congo, um, we are invited to work with um, the uh, ECC, uh, which has about 80,000 churches. All right? So, so, of course, we need prayer there. <laughs> but we also need resources. Most of the pastor in these churches don't have Bible. Some of us may have a couple, but they don't. So we need, we need finance to help with these need. That is global. You, you can impact global with your giving. And the last one is encouragement. Encouragement. Uh, missionary or is not always glamorous and thrill as you imagine. Okay, just to give you a reality. There's up and down. There's time that we really encourage, discourage. And we need you to encourage us. And in, in, in the Bible, we see that Paul, he, he always give thanks to God and, and thank the church for their encouragement. And so we need to encourage our missionary that your message, your messages really encourage us to continue because there's a time that we need, there's time that we need. So uh, four things that you can impact global mission, go, and if you can't go physically, then pray, then give, and encourage. That's how we partner in the gospel. And Paul called that partnership in the gospel. And we, can, and we can do that. Every one of us can do that. You can pray. An old lady, 90, 100 years old lady, can impact global mission. A young 
people like you guys can impact global mission. So I just want to thank you again for all your support, all your grace and, uh, and, and uh, giving to us that enable us to fulfill the calling that God has for us. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well done. How about giving them a big hand? That's fantastic, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'd like us to take a couple of moments to pray for you guys. Now, and um, in particular, I thought you direct me if you'd like something else, but I thought the Congo situation in particular would be good. And so uh, Anna shared with us this morning that the Congo situation, ever since I've been asked to work with these 80,000 churches, <laughs> they're crazy, these numbers, aren't they? What was it, 25 million people? Um, yeah, it's crazy when we come from a nation of 5 million. Um, I've had one problem after another with their staff, been unwell in hospital, family members dying. And um, so it would be a great opportunity for us to pray into that together. So could I get you guys to stand here? And why don't we all stand together, but come out of your seats if you'd like to, and let's gather around Anna and Nam. I'm going to ask you, Michael, to pray and Jan to pray as well. Yeah, come out of your seats. Look, you can come and if they're good, they might let you touch them. You see what it's like to touch a real life missionary. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, if we're blessed. Yeah, so that's great. So would you like to reach out your hands? Because this is a way that we can tangibly, you know, we're going to pray. I'm going to expect to hear next week that something shifted in the Congo situation by faith as we, you know, just take authority over it tonight. Pastor Mike, would you like to? Lord, thank you for this couple. It's a privilege for us to come and to pray for them, for Anna and for Nam, Lord, we take authority over the sickness that's taking place amongst the uh, the workers in the Congo, Lord. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus, Lord. We speak wholeness and restoration. We speak the power of the gospel over these workers and over their families, Lord. We speak provision that's necessary, Lord, to reach a multitude in that nation. 25 million people, God, we pray, would you raise up workers? Would you raise up resources? Would you give them health and strategy and vitality, Lord, to see a whole nation, what the enemy has intended for harm, Lord, we pray that you would use for good, Lord, for the mobilizing of this nation, even to reach the nations of the world. Lord, even the, the richness that we heard that is in this nation, Lord, that's being lost, we pray, Lord, would you dig a well again of prosperity in this nation. Lord, would you bring just agricultural breakthrough? Would this be a bread basket? We prophesy provision of food over this nation that would feed nations the the riches of, of resource in this nation would be released. Lord, for the people and for the nations of the world, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Nam and Anna. Would you give them incredible witness, uh, incredible strategy, incredible wisdom. Lord, would you give them the, the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to see a breakthrough over the people groups of this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Yeah, God, we declare breakthrough. We declare breakthrough over the Congo. We declare breakthrough over um, in health. We declare breakthrough in every area that Anna and Nam are touching. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all you are doing. And 
And I ask for your encouragement to, to um, infill Anna and Nam fresh courage imparted to them, even every morning that they rise and every night that, uh, that they put their head to rest, that they would know fresh courage imparted, your encouragement upon them. Thank you for your smile upon them. Thank you for favour upon them in Jesus' name. Father, we stand in unity and we command the powers of darkness that are stopping the work going forward in Congo to break, to drop in Jesus' name. And that the gospel will get through. That the things that Anna and Nam have been asked to step in will take place in Jesus' name. Father, that you would raise a new level of protection over their team. And has been asked, we command health in the name of Jesus, safety in the name of Jesus, provision in the name of Jesus, that your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I lift Anna and Nam to you as well, and I ask your protection over them personally, that you would continue to inspire them, to protect them, to give them strategies, to uh, carry the things that you've asked them to carry, that Uh, even as we've heard testimony of supernatural finance, that you would continue to provide in miraculous ways. Father, so that everything you ask them to do, that yes and amen, it'll come to pass in Jesus' name. And I ask while they're in New Zealand in a a, sort of a strange way, even though they're working, that this would be like an, an oasis for them. Father, that you would refresh them in body, soul and spirit for the next season ahead. And thank you for giving us the honour and the privilege of walking with them. We thank you. We honour you. We praise you. Yes. While we're standing, if you've got your cards with your miracles on them, hopefully you've got a card, you've got five miracles that you're believing for this month. Yeah, there could be more than five, that's great. Let's let's pray for these together. If you haven't got the card on you, but you can think of one area tonight where you're believing God to move in the next month. Can we, again, in unity, stand and commit this, commit what's on your card to the Lord? Believing for miracles because our God is not only a missional God, He is a miracle working God and He wants to do stuff. So, Father, we lift the needs that are on these cards, we put them on there by faith because you're a miracle working God. And Father, I know that it's taken courage for many people just to write something on this card or submit something to you again. We perhaps have faced disappointment before, but in unity we stand tonight and we release the power of heaven to work on earth. God, that you will work with the things that are in people's hearts or on these cards and that we will hear testimony after testimony after testimony of miracles, healing, provision, strategies, 
time. Restoration of relationships. Whatever it is, you would release miracles in Jesus' name. We thank you. And we thank you that you are the God of miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, the greatest miracle of all is that we get to be in relationship with Jesus. That's the greatest miracle. That makes you a miracle. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, if you're looking, where's a miracle? Look at yourself. You're a miracle. Amazing miracle. I'm a miracle. And you know, that opportunity is for every person. Jesus went to the cross. He died on the cross. All of that was about, I won't go into detail now, but all of that was about repairing the relationship that was broken between God and people. And so when Jesus went to the cross and he died, he died on our behalf. And when the Father raised him from the dead, he was risen victorious over death, over sin. What had happened was he had fixed the breach in relationship. And now he offers to every single one of us, would you like to be in relationship with me? You and I don't have to do anything. We've just got to say yes. That's incredible. That's a miracle. The Bible tells us very clearly that if we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. We believe in our heart that the Father raised him from the dead on the third day. The Bible says we will be saved. That means that relationship will be restored and you and I get to walk with Jesus day in and day out, not only in this world, but for all eternity. That's amazing. That is incredible. And tonight I wonder how many of us here need to say yes to relationship with Jesus. And in just a moment I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to Him. And it could be the first time you've ever said yes to Jesus. And I pray for some of you that it is and that today you're going to say, yes, Jesus, I receive your gift. For others of you here, you might just know something's not right and you want things to be right with you and God. And I encourage you today to say to Jesus afresh, I receive you. And then the Bible talks about repenting, which literally means turning around. In other words, we're going, God, I've not done it in a way that honours you. But today I choose to turn around and walk with you, your way. So it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've been doing. There is a moment now of newness. The Bible says we're born again. We're a new creature in Christ. It's like a fresh start. So for some of us, today's the best day that's ever happened. Because we're going to get to say yes to Jesus. Can I ask you to bow your heads for a moment? Because I want you to have a moment of privacy with you and God. For a moment, I want you to ignore every person around you. Where are you at with Jesus? just a second I'm going to ask you if you would like to receive Jesus' invitation
what I'd like you to do is, as you say yes to him tonight, is to lift your hand. Just give me a wave. There's nothing special in your hand wave except I can acknowledge you and go, fantastic. For some of you, that'll be the first time ever. And it's amazing the life you're stepping into. And others of you will want to get things right because you know something's just a bit of mess. I want to encourage you all to say yes to Jesus tonight. If you know you need to say yes to him, can you give me a wave right now where you are? Just make sure I see your hand. thumping in your chest it's Jesus saying come on it's your time Father, I thank you for every person in this place and I release your blessing on everyone. As I understand it, Lord, your blessing literally means your success and prosperity over every life. So I release that for every person in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, that as we go into our weeks, wherever we are and whenever we're there, we'd be like you. If we make a mess of it, give us the grace and courage to stand up and go again quickly. But also give us the courage to be bold. That our local activity would equal global legacy. That we would be missionaries in Hamilton this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, just a couple of things as we finish. If I can get the phone open. Yeah, it, it didn't want to recognise me. Um, fantastic. fantastic. Well, we're going to have snack and chat if we finish. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. So hang around for that. That'll be really good. Thank you so much for your giving. I know that we are really encouraging us to give to, to Global Mission at the end of this month. But I want to say thank you today for your faithfulness in giving week in and week out because it really does allow us to do what God is asking us to do. And you know, your tithes, when you bring your tithes and offerings to the church, it's how we do what God's asked us to do. So thank you so much. And thank you for being faithful. And I ask you to please keep being faithful. I know we're running a bit behind at the moment. And so please continue to be faithful and that will be wonderful if you would like someone to stand with you for in prayer for anything at all why don't you come down the front
at the end. And uh, someone will stand with you, one of the team, and we'd love to do that. would be cool. Now, I understand that as we finish in the foyer tonight, I think uh, we've got East West are still there. And um, East West College uh, specialise in training missionaries for overseas missions work. So I encourage you to talk to them. I know Beth is out there with, um, what's it called? Bridges for Peace, which is all about Israel. And um, so have a talk to Beth. She would love to chat with you about what's happening across here. I know Anna and Nam are really keen and like, uh, what was that, 80,000 churches. I think they could find something for you to do <laughs> if you wanted it. So have a chat with them. And, um, but, but this is the deal. So often we get stirred. Go, wow, God's doing amazing things. And, and then we just leave it. Where life today has told me that when I just leave something, nothing happens. And so, you know, probably most of us in this room at some point have said, Jesus, I'll serve you. I'll do what you wanted me to do. Just show me. And, and I would say that most of us have probably heard something from Jesus at some point. But we've got to do something about it. Whether that's training or getting connected or taking a risk or you've got to do something. And so with Global Legacy this month is about act- uh, local activity, activating global legacy. I pray that it's a release of mobilising the church. Mo- us, we're the church. Mobilising us to actually do what God's asked us to do. So I pray as we conclude, that in a sense you will leave with peace, but in another sense you will leave a little disturbed. Disturbed enough that you can't leave it at the front door when you walk out, that you need to do some business with Jesus, and it turns into action in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Should we do a song? (laughs) Okay. Come on, sing your love. Your love in me has set me on fire. This joy I feel brings me to life. Let songs of praise fall off my lips. These songs replay. Again and again